calm down. And you know, they asked him, Ray Charles asked him if he would play on his next album. And I'm not chickened out. He just said, How could I? I said, I'm not good enough. That's what he said. He just, well, you didn't say it to his face. Did I did. Did you really? Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Yeah. And what did he say? He was, we, we spent a half an hour in a dressing room. He's absolutely fantastic. And then he said that. He said, would you like to play my next album? I said, I'm not good enough. Just an old sweet song. Almost every bass player I've ever met is always a big guy with huge hands. When I was a little boy, you know, all my heroes were the little guys. I think there's something about being a little guy. You always want to prove that you can still do it against the big guys. And that's the drive. And it's been my drive all my life. make your own way don't you you just head in directions that you think are good at the time something magical happened something unusual something rare which shouldn't have really happened to a working class boy from South London and it's bizarre, it's a bizarre life of it. Phil Wyman, I play bass. Guitar. So that was Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones, the bass player, who retired from the Stones in 1993 after 30 years in the Stones. And uh, it's a documentary on Hulu called The Quiet One. And it's really an excellent documentary. Um, because it was about more than just him. It was about post-war England. And, I mean, he grew up, you remember, London being bombed. He was, you know, old enough for that. And, and the, uh, the rise of the youth culture in the, in the 60s and, also, and how they were all into the, into the blues, you know. And, uh, and, you know, the rise of the band. And it really... He's a very modest and unassuming guy, and uh, and what you heard there was him and uh, his uh, now, I guess his wife talking about how his idol asked him to to play on his next album. That would be uh, Ray Charles, and him telling Ray Charles that he wasn't good enough. I mean, I think I heard a little regret in there. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe he really was convinced he wasn't good enough. I don't know. I would regret it down the road if uh, you know, 
in hindsight. I mean, Lord knows we all have regrets. Uh, but I was, you know, it, the whole thing just hit me because he's also an archivist and he has this tremendous archive of uh, Rolling Stones material of his whole life, actually. He's a, he's a guy that kind of obsessively collects and catalogs things, but he's, he's got a ton of footage. He got a, you know, you know, cameras, uh, video cameras, not vi- film cameras. I mean, back in the old days when you're still shooting with film, back back in the 60s, yeah. So anyway, um, some great footage and great stories. And But I, it just really hit me how he was talking about, you know, at the end, his life and looking at how things happen, that how, how could such a thing happen? Um, and, uh, but it did. As my neighbor... Baba said famously, life is always mysterious. And I just, I was listening to him and I just, I was thinking about my own life and I'm just thinking about how, you know, I, I mean, I can't sit down. I mean, I mean, I can, I do, but what I mean is I still am pushing to create and, and keep going. I mean, I, this, this podcast is called Riding the Wild Bubble. As a reference to, we never know where we're going to be one day after the other. It's been my experience. But the alternative title is Doing the Wiley Coyote, which is, you know, Wiley's fine if he doesn't look down when he's out over the, you know, in thin air. And that's kind of how I've lived my life for quite a while. And I don't, I don't know. Things are kind of stable right now, but um, <laughs> the little voice in my head going, it, it could change, but I don't think it will, at least in the material, you know, sense and like where I live and stuff like that. I think pretty stable right now. So that's really good. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, there's so much to do. And, um, I just, I just feel like if, if I stop, that's it. It's like, and I used to say when I was used to go to the gym, you know, the minute you pick up the remote and sit down on the couch, it's over, you know. So, haven't haven't picked up the remote yet. So, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, the supergroup that I think should happen. That would be, you know, there's Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and um, Ronnie Wood. They've lost their bass player and their drummer. Bill retired many years ago, and and Charlie Watts just died. Colleen, Paul, and Ringo. That's it right there. Um, that would be the coolest thing. That would be so great. I mean, it'd be so funny. I, I, but I, I would like to see it happen. And who knows? Maybe they'll do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, just why not? Um I mean, when I, you know, as a kid, you know, you had to pick, you know, Dylan, Stones, or Beatles. I was Beatles. I know people who were Stones. I know people who were Dylan. It was very clear to me that the, the three of them represented Sigmund Freud's uh, trinity of what, you know, what makes a human human. Ego. Super Ego and Id. And you know who was who, of course. But, uh, yeah, everybody's 
everybody's dying. I, a friend of mine texted me about it the other day, the other day, and I said, "Get get used to it." Where that's that's how old we are. Gonna it's gonna accelerate. I'm afraid. The same friend asked me what I would name the supergroup of Mick, Keith, Ronnie, Paul, Ringo. And I said, I don't know. I have no idea. And he suggested, how about grateful, glad to be alive, or the grateful, glad to be here. And, <laughs> you know, a little too clever for me, but they can call them anything. They, they call it anything they want. All right. Uh, glad to be here. This is Knox riding the wild bubble with you forever. <laughs> <laughs>